0: Ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and more on this week's episode of Paranormally Speaking. Hi, I'm your host, Neil Parks, and I'm going to start this episode off with Hocus Pocus 2. It sparks a Texas mother to go on a viral tirade with warning about witches in this movie. A Central Texas mom has warned parents about Hocus Pocus 2. The sequel to the cult Disney classic released two weeks ago on the company's streaming service. Disney Plus, a worst-case scenario is you unleash hell on your kids and in your home, according to Jamie Gooch, the Texas mother. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. As I recall, it wasn't harvesting blood, they were just sucking out the essence of these children in order to remain youthful. Having released 29 years after Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus 2 has been all the rage this Halloween season. Since its release, the movie has become the most successful original on the streaming service. Despite this, Gooch, and what a name, has recently gone viral for warning families not to watch this film. The mother of three originally shared her thoughts on Facebook about Hocus Pocus 2. But the post has since been deleted As Gooch spoke to KWTX about her thoughts about the Disney Plus original film She warned viewers of a worst case scenario That it could unleash hell on your kids and your home Do not watch this film, she cautioned Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent But they could be casting any type of dark spell that they want to Anything could be coming through that TV screen Into your home She obviously doesn't understand How demonic incantation Dark magic Versus white magic Or how Satan really works Um, You have to openly invite Like Call demons by their names Or I don't know Sign your soul over to Satan Willingly Before they can actually possess you Now demons Demons Can always manipulate And confuse you And make things appear To be what they are not But as far as full on Demonic possession Highly unlikely you're going to succeed In that through a movie That is for pure entertainment And enjoyment That you are sitting and watching And not necessarily taking part in Or cutting yourself open to bleed onto I believe Whatever comes in Our TV screens, she continues, there are things attached to that. I've seen for myself, the things that I've watched with my eyes are heard over a TV screen. They become manifested in real life. Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any spell they want to. Who could be casting? Disney Plus or the people watching it? Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home, according to Gooch. She felt an obligation to warn other moms about the media they may be allowing their children to view. Shortly after she posted her message on viral moment following another as Jimmy Kimmel Live writer Blair Erikskine posted a parody of the original video on Twitter. Gucci's family is Christian and does not participate in Halloween. I myself am Christian, have been my whole life, My family, we are Christian, we raise our children as Christians, but we are not fun-sucking evangelicals who believe that popcorn pops because demons are inside of it. The Troy, Texas resident said she had not celebrated the holiday for four or five years, explaining that she thought of exposing our kids to darkness. It grieves her. I love everything to do with the house and the home. I love creating a safe environment for my family and friends to come into. I believe everything starts here. It all starts at home, Gooch told KWTX. So beware and be aware of what we are bringing into our homes and our everyday lives. My husband and our children should be experiencing something different here in our home than we are experiencing out in the world. Her belief is that a spiritual war is being waged against American homes not necessarily American homes the world is much bigger than just America there has always been spiritual warfare between good and evil there's always been the proverbial angel on the right side of your shoulder guarding your heart and the demon on the right side of your shoulder trying to get to your heart we have not participated in Halloween in about four or five years she said We constantly need to be cautious on what we're consuming and what we're bringing in and what we're sending out, said Gooch. I believe whatever comes into our TV screens, there are things attached to that. She said all this. And she also said that she's received a lot of positive feedback. Despite some referring to her as crazy or harsher, I was a little bit scared when I hit the post because I was afraid of the reaction I would get. The post was for people who've been on the fence on the decisions they need to make for their families, Gooch told KWTX. It was wonderful to see, in a sense, that a lot of people agreed with me and that they already knew. There were some that didn't understand, but it was welcomed. Tell me your opinion. I want to hear where you're coming from, although it doesn't change my convictions Or what I choose to do with my family Gooch said She also went on to say that she has friends Who haven't seen the film But she also has friends who have I was talking about the movie with friends and family And it just weighed heavy on my heart Because some people are doing things That they're not even aware And they're not even aware That they are partaking in these things Most mistakes that I've done It's because I didn't know any better Said Gooch If you don't agree with me that's fine You need to go and follow your own heart and your own conviction. But for a Christian, we are held at a higher standard. And there's also Christians who put themselves up on such a high pedestal that they can't relate with the real world. And they end up turning more people away from walking with Christ than actually people who feel led to believe and follow Jesus. The venom they spew... ...is one-sided. They're looking through a scope of black and white only... ...and not realizing the world is bigger than America. And they make the mistake of alienating people who are not churched... ...and only entertaining themselves as well as other pew warmers... ...who show up to each service... ...and not really do much else for the world to be an example... ...be a voice for Christ... Lead by example. Don't take your personal convictions and cram it down the throats of others. If you yourself want to pray aloud, if you yourself find hardships with watching these films or listening to certain music, good for you. That's your own personal conviction. That is your own personal walk with Christ. But we all walk differently. We all have different relationships. And relationships that we have faith-wise... We are not to be in the streets babbling like pagans. We are to be within our homes, praying and private and being a good example to those around us without cramming ideology down their throats. Gooch says it doesn't have to be transforming Hollywood. I don't have to make a huge impact, just a small one, and I'd be happy and satisfied. Tell me your thoughts on... The Gooch Lady from Texas and her views on Halloween versus your own views on Halloween. I take messages all the time. People will email me, message me through the platforms that play my podcast or through other forms of social media that they contact me through. And I, I'm I'm happy to discuss. I'm happy to share my views and opinions. Uh, on a deeper scale with people if they want to reach out to me of course my email address parksparanormal at gmail.com and please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors ghosts aliens I'll share personal accounts, my research, and secondhand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. The not-so-passive Pacific the pacific theater was the scene of world war ii's most violent battles in okinawa a pacific island about a thousand miles from tokyo that battle became personal japanese strategists knew that if the americans seized okinawa they would have a base suitable to stage an invasion of japan's mainland. They filled the imaginations of the island civilians with tales of supposed American atrocities. When the U.S. did invade, thousands of Okinawans reportedly jumped off of cliffs to their deaths to avoid capture. Visitors to the island said that they have heard the beat of footsteps rush by them to the cliffs and have heard screams following that. Some have even said, when you heard the footsteps and simultaneously felt a breeze blow by them at that time. Others believe the presence of spirits passed directly through them as the ghosts reenact their last desperate leaps. This next story comes out of Wales. It's fascinating. It was shared with me late last week, over the weekend, really. Haunted house owners record mystery screams so scary that they've actually abandoned their property. The terrified owners of a house in a Welsh town have said they were forced to flee when they heard strange sounds coming from underneath their home. Alan and Christine Tate have even made recordings of these sounds of screaming and heavy knocking they say have been coming from under the basement since June of 2018. The couple describe hearing women and children screaming, heavy knocking, and men talking in a foreign language. Alan Tate said he has hundreds of hours of recordings from recording equipment he places inside two 1.5-meter channels he dug into the walls. Writing on an online petition page, he says, I believe serious crimes may have been committed underneath the floor of my basement. I have dug out two 1.5-meter shafts to get audio recordings. He described the sounds as a woman screaming in a sexual fashion, dogs barking, a printing press running, a motorbike, a car horn honking, and what sounds like a police siren. Within weeks, they left their, a home of 11 years, to live in a camper van and vow never to return to the property. Christine Tate told Wales Online, It was like a flushing noise that I heard at first. I told Alan about it and that I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. He left his phone in the bathroom with the recorder on to try to pick up the source of the noise and then we could hear a machine running. We started to record all over the house and we picked up sounds of chains, a motorbike starting and people screaming. The couple believe that the noises are coming from underneath the basement that sits below the kitchen. Mrs. Tate explained, all I really want is an explanation. Why are there people screaming? There must have been something going on here. We have placed microphones all over the place because we wanted to prove or disprove what we were hearing and experiencing. We put microphones at the front of the house, at the back of the house, inside and out, and in the basement. The device we left in the basement picked up the screaming and other noises. The other devices which were recorded simultaneously at the front and back of the property picked up nothing at all. The property itself lies hidden down a narrow alleyway The basement is now sealed off and has no direct access other than down a small hole with nine feet of darkness below it the pair now travel around the uk trying to spread the word to get the house properly looked at and have even set up a petition to get the authorities to investigate unable to return to the house they believe men women and children are living sleeping and working underneath their house they have been floated the possibility of people trafficking or drug manufacturing We don't want to go back until the matter has been resolved, Mr. Tate said. I think we're dealing with a serious criminal gang here. I think our lives could be in danger if they knew where we were. Some of the recordings I have heard are truly worrying, their online petition reads. This matter needs an urgent and full investigation from either proper authorities or paranormal experts. And I've got to tell you, the sounds that are in this recording are absolutely chilling. And I have recorded and heard many sounds and samples of electronic voice phenomenon EVPs in my 20 plus years of doing this type of research. And the sounds that they recorded coming from inside their own home, based on the location of where it is, none of these things that you hear or um, the sounds that are being made should really be there at all. So I'm going to play the recording for you. I started playing it late last night and It gave me chills, literally, which doesn't happen a whole lot. But not knowing the source of these sounds, whether they are man-made in the present or manifested from some metaphysical being or things and events that happened in the past that were truly terrifying and horrifying for whomever experienced them, you be the judge yourself on this. And like I said, be prepared to have the hair stand on the back of your neck because these are sounds that are really uncomfortable to listen to. Now, these are all sounds that are as clear as day coming from their basement, beneath the basement, mind you. Dude had to dig up foundation and, and dig into like a chasm that's beneath, almost a, like an ancient tunnel that's beneath the house itself. And all of these sounds are coming through those holes as clear as day. They have no definite answer or explanation as to what's causing them, why it's happening. Uh, Especially all of a sudden, they've lived in this property for 11 years and the sounds started to be faint and over time got more aggressive. And after he dug these holes into the foundation itself to make the sound come through clearer, uh, there's really no explanation as to what could have caused it. But the case is definitely still open. Something that most would never consider. As isolated as Antarctica is, there's actually ghost stories in Antarctica. Yeah, you bet. Antarctica has a compelling history filled with tales of bravery, tragedy, and remarkable feats. When you think of that, then pair it with its vast, white emptiness and white, windswept ice. It's not hard to transport your imagination to a world filled with spooky subjects Antarctica certainly has its fair share of ghost stories. For example, Ross Island, home to scientific base McMurdo Station. Ross Island is also the site of a devastating plane crash that killed 257 people in 1979. Visitors claim to, well, researchers anyway, have heard ghostly footsteps and voices in the darkness. And there have been plenty of ghostly encounters. Experienced there over the years There have even been sightings of flight victims Wandering the frigid landscape And eerie moaning voices and footsteps Have been heard around the station Scott's Hut Located at Cape Evans, Scott's Hut Is said to be heavily haunted By the souls of perished explorers In 1911, 25 men Overwintered in the hut And it was here that Sir Robert Scott and his men departed on their ill-fated journey to the South Pole. Some visitors have said that stepping foot in the hut brings a feeling of dread. Others have seen shadowy figures and heard misplaced noises. A cross that was erected nearby in memory of members of Ross's sea party, who died not far from the hut, seems to draw wandering spirits, offering an additional spookiness to this place. The Ghost of Shackleton. Shackleton's hut, also on Ross Island, is said to be rife with paranormal activity. Famed explorer, Sir Edmund Hillary, claims to have seen Shackleton's ghost there. Said Hillary, I remember when I first went to Shackleton's hut, and I'm not a person who really sees things very much, but I went inside the door. When I open the door, it's a rather sort of bare hut inside and I distinctly saw Shackleton walking towards me and welcoming me and then it all sort of flashed away and he was gone. Considered a historic monument, the hut is incredibly well preserved and should you visit it, it's easy to imagine a ghost living there. Wordy house, from objects flying off shelves to doors slamming shut on their own. Wordy House has been known to emit a dark and creepy aura to those who set foot within the house. Though it's unclear what ghosts might haunt this historical site, there is no explanation for the unusual events that have happened inside. Jenny, the Ghost Ship After leaving port in 1823, Jenny was on an ill-fated voyage after the ship became trapped in ice and frozen solid. When the ship was discovered, it was thought that the crew was still alive, but it was soon realized that the occupants were perfectly preserved in a frozen state after dying from hunger. Deception Island, the tale of ghosts lingering at the abandoned huts and deserted whaling stations, serve as a reminder of those who lived and died in the coldest, windiest and driest place on earth. Though the land can be unforgiving, ghosts exists on a plane of existence that goes beyond our understanding. Visitors have claimed to see light orbs and apparitions, and even hear voices. Blood Falls. Yes, there is a waterfall that I mentioned earlier, where it looks like it's running red with blood in Antarctica. No, it's not actual blood, as creepy as Blood Waterfall sounds. There is a scientific explanation for it. Thank goodness I should say. Salt water mixes with iron from the bedrock below the glacier. Gives it a similar color to blood when exposed to oxygen. And there you have it. A waterfall that looks like it is running red with blood. Is Antarctica the most haunted place in the world? Eh, No one knows for sure, but its stunning beauty and bountiful life and the amazing animals that inhabit the continent more than make up for any heebie-jeebies you might experience. After all, this is where the great explorers and brave souls ventured to come so that you could go there safely today. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed, that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book... And it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. Are the aliens us? UFOs may be piloted by time-traveling humans. A new book argues The great distances covered by visiting aliens May be ones of time rather than space Unidentified flying objects Have captured the public's attention Over the decades As exoplanet detection is on the rise Why not consider that star-hopping visitors from afar Might be buzzing through our friendly skies By taking an interstellar off-ramp to Earth On the other hand Could those piloting UFOs be us, our future selves, that have mastered the landscape of time and space? Perhaps those reports of people coming into contact with strange beings represent our distant human descendants, returning from the future to study us in their own evolutionary past. The idea of us being them has been advanced before. But a recent book, Identifying Flying Objects, A Multidisciplinary Scientific Approach to the UFO Phenomenon. Masters Creative LLC 2019 takes a fresh look at this prospect, offering some thought-provoking proposals. The objective of the book, Masters said, is to spur a new and more informed discussion among the believers and skeptics alike. I took a multidisciplinary approach, in order to try and understand the oddities of this phenomenon, Masters told his interviewer during the time of the uh, book as it was announced. The idea of us being them has been advanced before, but my book has opened up an entirely new discussion for this. Our job as scientists is to be taking and asking big questions and try to find answers to unknown questions. There's something going on here, and we should be having a conversation about this. We should be at the forefront of trying to find out what it is. What is the Dark Side of the Moon? Dark Side of the Moon is hiding this incredible secret, and UFO hunters have shock proof. they claim. It has been a source of mystery for generations. But what is the Dark Side of the Moon? It has been a source of mystery... But the dark side of the moon holds many secrets. Planet Earth only gets to see one side of the giant space rock, and what lies on the other half is virtually unknown. Now a UFO enthusiast claims that aliens are living in a supermassive network of tunnels and caves on our moon. He suspects they are thriving in the underground cities covering the mysterious dark side which can never be seen from Earth. And now he has evidence and astonishing images from a lost lunar spaceship which has been found orbiting the moon after going missing eight years ago. The images from Shenandran 1 appear to show a network of lava tubes snaking under the surface of the satellite with thousands of caves scattered all over. It was created by streams of magma which ran dry But now Jesse, who runs the YouTube channel UFO News, believes they are homing an entire civilization. The presence of enormous caves on the moon suggests that an alien civilization could currently be living much closer to home than we previously thought, the alien enthusiast told the Daily Star online. We find it fascinating that an extensive network of caves and tunnels, some of which are large enough to house entire cities from Earth, are covering the surface of the moon. Why is it that these caves have slipped under the radar of public interest for so long? Is it possible that NASA could be privately discouraging the exploration of these structures in order to suppress public interest? NASA has admitted that these caves could be used as potential locations for a human colony on the moon. It makes us wonder if they might have already investigated these without public knowledge. It is a known fact that craters are covering the moon and have been created by meteorites that have peppered its surface through the years. But conspiracy theorists like Jesse believes that the aliens are hiding out on the shadows there and in tunnels which connect to them. Prior to the investigation of satellites, the dark side of the moon would have been a convenient location for an alien civilization to live and remain hidden from view. He told us as our technology evolves such a civilization would likely be forced to use new tactics to remain hidden. These caves and tunnels would make perfect locations for an ancient alien civilization to take refuge from the prying eyes of humanity. The far side of the moon which Jesse believes is inhabited by extraterrestrials and life as long has been dubbed the dark side. This is because it can never be seen from our planet, as it spins at the same rate as it orbits the Earth, meaning it is kept hidden from our view. It was only pictured for the first time by the Russians in 1959, Jesse told us. Many of these massive caves reside on the dark side of the moon, out of view of the ground-based telescopes, buried deep Within the ground, the caves offer protection from the sun and the harsh realities of space. In our most recent video on UFO News, we included pictures of what appear to be the surface marks of these tunnels crisscrossing the surface. These well-established pictures serve as new evidence that a superhighway of interconnected lava tubes are being used as a highway system to allow an alien civilization to move about the moon undetected. Until NASA is willing to do some direct investigation of these objects using high definition cameras we are going to take their silence as a nod in the direction that aliens are indeed on the moon the cube-sized satellite where the new images of the moon have come from first went missing in 2009 after being successfully launched in october of 2008 it is roughly the size of a smart car measuring 1.5 meters tall on each side and had completed 3,400 orbits around the moon, when less than a year later, a radio contact was lost. But this year, it was announced that the probe had been found orbiting 200 kilometers above the lunar surface by NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California. Jesse's suspicion came 10 years after the Apollo 20 hoax, as he calls it, which Saul claims that NASA carried out secret lunar missions. The video surfaced on YouTube from a user claiming to be a retired American astronaut who commanded this mission. The clips appeared to show proof of the existence of alien intelligence, alien life on the moon, and included a picture of a female alien nicknamed Mona Lisa, hibernating. But all the videos were posted on the video sharing site, on April 1st of that same year. April Fool's Day, of course. Hinting the story was nothing more than an elaborate prank. UFOs exist, but what are they? Are UFOs real? And if so, what are they? Does the Bible speak of UFOs? Was God an ancient astronaut? Are we being visited by non-Earthlings? And if so, who are they and what do they want? Who will ultimately rule space? We may never know. But if we do find out, the answers may astound us. In this supposed age of reason, public officials and scientists find themselves facing a new wave of interest in this unexplained phenomena. UFO sightings, testimony about alien abductions, and government agencies dabbling in telepathy have produced a steady stream of headlines. In 1996, a Gallup poll revealed that nearly 75% of Americans believe in UFOs and or extraterrestrial life and that 3% even believe they've been abducted that's over 8 million people believing this the mysteries of parapsychology life after death crossing over astrology UFOs and the occult are in these days while traditional christianity is considered out old-fashioned, or even downright fraudulent. One reporter said nearly every person he met at UFO conventions, conferences, and cults claimed they used to belong to a Christian church. Generally, they left and began seeking other answers when a Christian parent or leader could not or would not take their experiences or inquiry seriously enough to respond with sound biblical answers. You will be given strong biblical answers from the Bible if you actually seek answers. Look for them because they are there throughout the Old Testament. The phrase flying saucers came into vogue when in June 24, 1947, a pilot named Kenneth Arnold sighted nine shining disc-shaped objects while flying across the Cascade Mountains. Arnold described the objects to the news media as appearing to be skimming like a saucer does on water. This event is widely regarded as the beginning of the modern UFOology. That's a buzzword for UFO buffs. Millions wonder do flying saucers exist? And is man alone in the universe? Is there life on other planets? And are we being visited by alien beings these are perplexing questions and few subjects are as intriguing the facts are in yes ufos are real they exist but what are they like i said the answers may astound you by definition ufos simply means unidentified flying object and it can, it can apply to any perceived flying manifestation that is unidentified. This can be just about anything you see. Imagine, from planes seen at unusual angles to secret experimental aircrafts. It can also pertain to meteorites or planets such as Venus or Jupiter that can sometimes appear to be moving. There are endless lists of objects which, when seen by the untrained eye, are not readily identifiable. UFOs are the opposite of IFOs, which means identified flying objects. Some have been tracked on radar screens and have mysteriously vanished in the twinkling of an eye. Allegedly, several jet planes pursuing these objects have been destroyed or have disappeared themselves. Thousands of reputable people from all walks of life claim to have seen them. Pilots, astronauts, senators, qualified scientists, celebrities, normal people, even religious figures, and even ex-presidents. Well-documented reports have come from all corners of the world that UFOs exist. Pretending that they do not exist does not make them go away. Unidentified flying objects have been recorded in ancient Egyptian and Babylonian documentation indicating they have been around for a very long time. There have been numerous cases in which people claim to have been abducted and examined aboard alien spacecraft. Under hypnosis, some have even recaptured those memories and mysterious abductions or visions. It should be noted, however, that most UFO sightings, about 95%, do have a natural explanation, and more than a few have been Deliberate hoaxes and pranks. Some photographs have been found to be nothing more than pictures of flung hubcaps and garbage can lids shot to deceive a gullible public. Most UFO sightings are, in fact, nothing more than mysterious blobs of light in the sky. Numerous explanations have been attributed to various UFO sightings. Satellites, planes, weather balloons, temperature inversions, phases of the moon... Ball lighting, marsh gas, um, mirage, clouds, stars, migrating birds, light leaking into cameras, and even vivid imaginations. But what about unexplained lights in the sky that don't show up on radar, such as the lights which were seen over Phoenix in 1996? What about the sightings of objects that travel thousands of miles per hour, and turn at right angles at the drop of a hat, defying all laws of known physics? How does an unidentified object accelerate from zero to a thousand or more miles per hour in the wink of an eye, or traveling at high speeds, come to a dead stop? Many of these phenomena defy explanation. And all the usual explanations have been ruled out. How does one explain objects that appear and disappear right before one's eyes. Many times, numerous people have been seeing strange phenomena. At the same time, there is no physical explanation for such phenomena. While there have been reports of strange things in the sky from the beginnings of man's recorded history and and religious documentation, sightings have grown exponentially exponentially In the past 20 or 30 years, drawings in caves in China, Spain, and France display oval and saucer-shaped disks very similar to current UFO reports. Renaissance paintings, such as work from Leonardo da Vinci, show UFOs in the background of different paintings he has put together. Jose Benilla, a Mexican astronomer, took the first known photograph of an unidentified flying object in 1883 where he captured about 150 cigar or spindle-shaped objects flying in formation, which is listed in Beyond Earth, Man's Contact with UFOs by Ralph Bloom. Check it out. You can get it through Google and Amazon. Knowing there is a human urge for explanation from beyond, there are those who are quick to fill that craving and to capitalize on a money-making opportunity. now, playing. More- Podcast of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now, number one for podcasting. The time that US troops believed that they saw Bigfoot in the jungles of Vietnam. In the Quantum province of Vietnam, near the borders with Laos and Cambodia, there were many reports from the US troops on patrols of a strange, not quite human, but not quite ape creature, the locals called Rung, or the People of the Forest. In other words, we know him as Bigfoot. Gary Linderer was on a six-man patrol with the 101st Airborne Long Range Reconnaissance Patrols. While struggling through the underbrush, he ran into a deep set of eyes on a prominent brow, five feet tall, with long muscular arms. The creature walked upright and was then much taller than five feet. He had broad shoulders and a heavy torso. His battle buddies told him he just saw a rock ape, but Lindrur had seen rock apes before. This was no rock ape. Once it stood completely tall, it was about an excess of seven feet like the Yeti in the Himalayas and the Sasquatch sightings all over North America, the Nagual Rung is an oft told tale in this area. But despite endless sightings and folklore attached to the semi-mythical creature, no concrete evidence exists. Linderer wasn't the only witness either. Army Sergeant Thomas Jenkins reported his platoon was attacked by these apes throwing stones at them. Toward the end of the war, Viet Cong and NVA soldiers reported so many sightings of the reddish brown-haired-covered Nagao Rong. The North Vietnamese Communist Party ordered scientists to investigate the sightings. Doctor Vo Quy, a respected doctor and environmental researcher from Hanoi, discovered the Nagao Rong footprint on the forest floor and made a cast of it. The cast was wider than a human foot and too big for an ape and much too long for a human. In 1982, another Vietnamese scientist, Tran Hong, Viet discovered more footprints, which led zoologist John McKinnon to investigate the region. McKinnon called the area a tiny, pristine corner of the world unknown to modern science. In 1969, McKinnon discovered man-like footprints and Borino's jungles, with the locals called Batutut, while much of the evidence surrounding the existence of these apes is only through theory alone. McKinnon, known for his discoveries of new mammal species in Vietnam, believes that there is a possibility the existence of a previously unknown ape species is very much real. The account of Nagai Rong meeting American G.I.s in Vietnam was first published and Craig P.J. Jorningson's Very Crazy G.I. But Strange True Stories of the Vietnam War. We assume Bigfoot crossed the road to get to the other side, as the old joke goes, but when the enigmatic hominid, nobody knows for sure. Here's what we do know. On June 22, 2009, at around 6.30 p.m., a 19-year-old college student was driving on a curvy road near... Rhineback, New York. Now this was a back road. On the way to a rehearsal at a nearby performing arts center, according to the BFRO report, as he swerved to miss an object on the road, a shopping bag containing oddly an open cereal box and a small log. He glanced in his rearview mirror and saw someone or something darting behind his car, apparently to retrieve the bag. A moment later, the student stopped and turned his car around and got a three to four second glimpse of something walking on two feet about 50 feet away he described the creature which he saw from the rear and side profile as being between seven to seven and a half feet covered with black hair and possessing broad muscular shoulders with arms that swung in an exaggerated fashion and palms that faced upwards. The witness recalled that he felt nervous, confused, and excited at the same time during his brief encounter. At about 1.30 on the morning of January 8th in 2008, a big rig driver was hauling a load of Idaho potatoes on US I-15 near the town of Skiripio, just outside of St. George, Utah. As he downshifted and headed down an incline, the fog grew increasingly heavy. The driver noticed something by the side of the road with glowing eyes and thought it might be a deer. When he switched on his high beams, he was startled to see a gigantic creature running across the road from left to right on long strides, just 20 feet or so away. According to an interview with the BFRO investigator, he later estimated based on a comparison of his truck and factoring on the distance that the creature was at least 10 feet tall and between six to 800 pounds. It had black hair and big eyebrows and long lanky arms that were proportionally longer than a human's. For a moment, it turned its head and stared at the rapidly approaching truck. The driver swerved hard to the middle of the freeway to avoid hitting the creature, which nearly caused the truck to crash. Fortunately, he regained control of the vehicle, but he managed to roll to a stop two to three hundred yards away and looked back. The mysterious figure was gone. The driver, an avid outdoorsman and hunter, told the BFRO investigator that he'd always been skeptical about the existence of Bigfoot but after actually seeing one in the flesh he changed his mind his opinion was forever changed it scared the hell out of me he admitted another such instance it was about a quarter past six on the morning of September 1st 2009 a woman commuting to a job in Riffle Colorado was feeling a little groggy on her way to work despite her usual cup of takeout coffee. Just before she started up through Independence Pass, she decided to pull her truck over to the side of the road and get a little fresh air. As she got out of the truck, she noticed some movement in the meadow directly ahead of her. At first, she thought it might be a bear. But when the creature stood up, she saw that it had arms that hung to its side, just like a person. The creature was huge and had a cinnamon-colored style fur. She told Bfro B-F-R-O, The investigator. And after some coaxing on the part of the investigators, she also revealed that it had an additional anatomical feature a pair of large breasts. Prior to the encounter, she witnessed the uh, admitted that she had always poo pooed the possibility of such creatures existing, but said, My life is forever changed. At around dusk on August 29th, 2011. A woman was outside her house with a litter of whippet puppies who were going potty when she heard a whistling sound, the sort that she makes when she's trying to get the attention of her dogs, thinking that it might be another one of her pets, a parrot perhaps. She did a few back and forth whistles with the source, then one of her adult dogs, an Australian shepherd, woofed and barked wildly, and she heard a loud rustle in the nearby forest. She looked up to see a tall, hairy creature. It was an estimated eight to nine feet tall. And when it saw her, it let go of the tree branch it was holding down with, and it stepped back into the trees and disappeared. The investigator with BFRO, who interviewed the witness, noticed that she was a former deer hunter and experienced in the outdoors. And thus, unlikely to have mistaken the creature for another large animal, I'm sure that Bigfoot's curiosity would be heightened by a new woman living in the previously unoccupied house and a, littler, a litter full of whippet puppies, he concluded. On October 23, 2010, at about 7.15 a.m., a deer hunter parked his all-terrain vehicle on a trail and quietly slipped into the still-darkened woods. He hoped to make it to his favorite clearing without spooking any deer in the area, As he was walking, he noticed a very large animal walking about 10 yards ahead of the trail. Oddly, while it didn't appear to be running, the animal seemed to cover about 15 to 20 feet. In just two strides, it made no noticeable noise. The hunter clicked on his flashlight. What I saw made my hair stand on end, he wrote in his report on the BFRO website. The creature was between 7 and seven and a half feet tall and he estimated that it weighed around 500 pounds. It was muscular and covered with dark fur, with long arms and slightly hunched posture. I have seen a few bears, and I know positively that it was not a bear, he explained in his report. The creature quickly moved down a hillside and was gone after a few seconds. It all happened so quickly that he never even thought of using the digital camera he had with him. I used to think that Sasquatch couldn't exist because... We would have seen it already, and if I saw it, there'd be tons of pictures, he admitted. But now I can see why that isn't true. You're usually startled by that point upon noticing it, and it's too late. In the swamps of Florida, Bigfoot is known by a different name, the skunk ape, an apparent reference to the appalling smell that the creature supposedly exudes, according to the BBC. The stinky creature may have been spotted on May morning of 2011. According to the report on the BFRO website, a fishing guide was using a pole to propel a flat boat in a mangrove swamp when he and his two clients, a commercial pilot and an attorney, spotted something on the shore about 100 yards away. At first, the guide thought the creature might be a feral hog or possibly a bear, but as the boat got closer, the creature, which apparently had been rooting through the sand or fish for fish or crustaceans to eat turned and stood up to look directly at them the guide estimated the apparent skunk ape was as wide as a side-by-side refrigerator freezer with a muscular torso a ZZ top looking beard and a hairless forehead the creature stared at them for about 15 seconds and then made a guttural moan and a sort of a snort and walked away into the mangroves. And this next one, based on uh, the stories that have been shared with me from my listeners and people who follow my channel. On July 2009, a worker was returning home from a deck building job at about 6 p.m. As he drove through a wooded area near houses and a school, he noticed what first appeared to be a man standing on the side of the road. As the car got closer, however, the man suddenly bolted into the woods like a wild animal, spooked by human presence. The driver slowed down and watched the creature run about 30 yards and then make a turn, which enabled the driver to get a better look at him. Unlike other reports that depict Bigfoot as gigantic, the driver reported that the creature was about 6 feet high, maybe 200 pounds. He said the creature was covered in shaggy, rust-colored fur and ran with a strange hoppy, Bounding motion. It was either real, or there was a man in a very, very convincing costume. The witness reported to the B.F.R.O. website. Another one on October 25, 2010, a man was watching a movie at about 1 a.m. when he heard a noise outside his house. This sounded like a long blast from a car horn or a police siren. He hit the mute on his TV and realized that the sound was more like a howl, or an injured animal. He assumed that it was a bear or a mountain lion. The next evening, a friend came to pick him up to drive to a casino at about 8 p.m. The two men had driven about four miles. When they both heard the noise once again, they slowed down and the noise stopped. They resumed driving and then suddenly had to swerve to avoid a car ahead of them and had abruptly stopped. It was then that the two gamblers spotted what appeared to be a man-like creature at least 10 feet tall, covered in dark brown and black fur, with eyes that glowed from the reflection of their headlights. Human eyes don't do that, the witness explained in his report. After 20 to 30 seconds, the creature walked off with a fluid gait and definitely was not human. And the two men quickly drove off in fear. They came home that evening by a different route to avoid another encounter, and the witnesses are now true believers they describe themselves as being. They believe in Bigfoot, but added, if it's Bigfoot or not, I don't want that coming around my house, nor do I want to encounter it again. This one from September 8, 2007 happened between 8.30 and 9 p.m. A local law enforcement officer was driving to answer an alarm call on a ranch when he noticed someone or something coming up out of the ravine onto the side of the road. I thought to myself that I might have surprised someone who might have been growing marijuana in the woods or something like that, the officer reported to the BFRO website. But when he hit the brakes and quickly backed up, the headlights illuminated what he described as a creature about 7 to 8 feet tall, covered with thick brown matted fur, "'and walked upright. "'It had leaves and grass matted into its fur on the back, "'and it had been lying down at one "'and was moving very slowly. "'The creature turned away from the officer "'and returned to the overgrowth, "'pushing aside small tree limbs and to clear its path. "'It was visible for only a few seconds, "'but he could hear the crunching noise "'and its movements for a bit longer. "'I couldn't believe what I was seeing,' the officer wrote. "'It was definitely something... I was not going to put out on the radio. And last but not least, this was submitted to me this week, as a matter of fact. You would think that a feral ape-like creature would tread lightly around humans who are equipped to respond to a uh, sighting with a hail of bullets. Surprisingly, though, Bigfoot seems oblivious to our puny human weaponry as a Blackstone VA man, Virginia, and his son discovered in the early morning hours of May 3rd, 2011, when the two heard a loud noise outside their home. The man grabbed his pistol and the son picked up his shotgun, and they were outside to investigate, figuring that they would encounter either a burglar or a bear. Instead, the man reported on the BFRO website, they they were confronted by an eight-foot-tall, hair-covered humanoid creature, running toward them from the nearby woods. The man screamed at the creature to stop and told his son to shoot, which he did, into the air. The creature shrieked but continued running toward them, getting to within 15 feet before the pair retreated back to their house. I was in terror, the man wrote. He recalled that evening that the pervasive odor that really stunk from the Bigfoot and left footprints that were 8 to 20 inches. An investigator who visited the man's farm and interviewed him documented a series of other unusual incidences, including loud wails and slaps in the side of the house at night, suggesting that Bigfoot had paid him repeat visits. Could it be a warning? Could it be him hunting man instead of man hunting for Bigfoot? The world may never know, and hopefully that encounter does not turn south. Please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Experience Columbus's newest and most entertaining haunted attraction, Carnage Haunted House. Carnage Haunted House and their monsters return to an all-new indoor 60,000-square-foot location at 3770 Refugee Road, home of intense terror that's guaranteed to scare. Featuring the bayou, the entity, and more. Experience the thrill of two of Columbus' most immersive attractions and terrifying all-indoor haunts under one roof. For ticket prices and hours of operation, visit them on Facebook or check out Carnage Haunted House.com. Thanks so much for hanging out with me for another episode of Paranormally Speaking. This was a lot of fun. I had a lot to cover. And also shared some new information in the beginning about the trials and tribulation of Hocus Pocus 2. And all of the pew-warming Karens who want to attack everything that is fun and harmless. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much for listening again to another stellar episode of Paranormally Speaking. This is Neil Parks, award-winning author, all-around fun guy, not to be confused with fungi, which is fungus. Have a great day, Godspeed, and thanks again.